watching your one piece. We are! Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast for the Rubber Boy anime. It's called One Piece. My name's Joe. I've seen these episodes before. That's the premise of the show is that I've seen it before. I'm joined, as always, by Jory. Hey, that's me. I'm Jory. No one else. There's only one. <laughs> there can only be one. It's like Highlander. <laughs> like I've explained uh-huh. many times to people. Uh-huh. It's a good <laughs> thing that there's a, a, a cultural touchstone like that to just explain. You never have to explain there can only be one without just like, you can just say, oh, it's like Highlander. And even though like, <laughs> I've never seen the shit, but I get it. <laughs> I haven't either. Who has? Has anyone actually seen Highlander? Is it like a fucking Mandela effect thing where everyone just knows what the term means, despite never Uh, seeing these movies? Here's here's my my closest connection to Highlander, besides that reference, is that one time I watched the live-action Mortal Kombat movie with someone, and they're like, the guy who plays Raiden is in Highlander. It's it's Paul W.S. Anderson's best shitty video game adaptation. Great. Uh, We have a guest here. We do! <laughs> it's uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello! <laughs> uh, we, we, we are joined uh, this week by our official manga correspondent, Andrew. <laughs> Hello, welcome back. Hello! Uh, so you said that, and I said, oh shit, I should have some like pages to ruffle or something. Uh, oh, <laughs> so I, I got you. looking around myself. There we go. Those are my volumes. Hi, uh, I'm Andrew. I am the uh, the chief manga correspondent here on the show. I've I've come out of the the podcast or the uh, the manga mill uh, with a bunch of pages in hand, ready to mm-hmm. tell uh, Jory and Joe all about uh, the things they might have missed by not reading the series. Great. So you're gonna talk to us about Wano, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's neat. There's samurais. Yeah. Um, That's what Zoro is just like. Holy uh-huh. shit. Just like one. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> There is some Zoro shit that happened recently in the anime. God, I want to catch up so bad. Y- yes, there. Yeah, I'm. I'm. <laughs> uh, y'all don't know this. I'm here. I'm usurping Joe. I'm more caught up than Joe you are. is, which means I can. It's I'm really, the host now. It's the, it's this weird fucking bell curve because like the first couple episodes, if you listen to them, I'm saying like what episode I'm at, and it goes from like 500 to 600 like every episode because I was just like. Mm-hmm depressed and had nothing else going on and i was just like binging this show and at some point i just like stopped like i've been in whole cake for what feels like ever forever i also felt like i was in whole cake for what felt like forever (laughs) that was just the experience of reading it yeah um (laughs) i like whole cake but this podcast isn't about that not yet anyway we'll be one day yeah i don't i actually have no idea i never really considered what would happen if this podcast got caught up and i also kind of figured eh Probably never would, <laughs> but uh, now now we're doing two a month. Who knows? I I, I think we're probably gonna have like a whole year that's dress rosa though. Yeah, is my is is my fear. I think probably assuming that we stay at this Patreon goal forever, I'm gonna imagine like like a like a school year. It's gonna be like June to July. It's gonna be dress rosa. <laughs> I'm excited to get you all to the next Patreon goal, which is where you make weekly episodes. And just uh, your you lives mean become weedly episodes because we're gonna <laughs> smoke weed with Luffy. <laughs> Is that the four twenty goal? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if we actually catch up. That probably is what like. And then we would be like every other fucking podcast where we was like, this episode came out this week. What happened in it? I don't know. And then we somehow go for two hours anyway. 
this episode came out there were seven minutes of new footage <laughs> uh, eight minutes of recaps and a theme song uh yeah yeah new new opening it's good anyways bye everybody thanks for uh <laughs> thanks for listening that's not what we're doing now though we are uh technically in between impel down and, and marineford uh kind of grouped a bunch of stuff together uh for for this one because it's not all just checking in with the straw hats but there's a lot of like recap table setting stuff they do before uh before luffy gets to ace and saves him and everything's perfectly fine after that can't wait to get there uh but for now he's still on the boat and uh yeah so we left off last time with the, the escape from impel down going fine jinbei was great we were sad about bon clay and the actual cliffhanger of, of that uh, episode was uh, Shiryu standing over Blackbeard's corpse. And uh, we open up this time with him saying, hmm, guess he's dead. And he walks away and the show ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Blackbeard's super gone forever. Blackbeard's dead. Luffy saves Ace. They find the one piece. <laughs> Luffy still doesn't remember who Buggy is. <laughs> Apparently nobody remembers who Buggy is until halfway through this fucking episode. <laughs> we'll get to that later. That scene's incredible. I forgot about it entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do we do open up our first episode. We're covering uh, 452 to 459 today on the pod. And uh, 452 opens with Shiryu giving Blackbeard an antidote. So that's cool, I guess. I, I hate it when shows do like fake fake outs like that. Like, where they're just like, oh, no, there's a cliffhanger. Never mind. He had an antidote. Like, uh-huh. it just, that always bugs me. <laughs> yeah. We talked about this before where it's like, well, we know Blackbeard's not going to die here. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is going to happen? Uh, something that is always weird to me, too, is stuff like this is like, I just, I see that happen, and then I can just watch the next episode. Like, what do you do when you're waiting, like, a week for the next, like, <laughs> chapter or the next episode to come out? Like, And then it's nothing immediately. Yeah, what, yeah. What, yeah. One Piece has pulled that a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of funny if if you don't take it too seriously. But like One Piece, and I'm, this is true of a lot of media. But like, I tend to just assume it's just like putting a question mark at the end of something and not actually going to happen because uh, when things actually happen like that, they spend more time with it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so now Blackbeard is not just uh, going to die off screen and forgotten about, unfortunately. He is revived by Shiryu of the Rain, if we remember the, the, the guy who was too bad to work at Impel Down, so he got thrown <laughs> in jail, and uh, he got the one let bad out. cop. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, he got let out to stop Blackbeard, and he said, lol, okay, and murdered everyone, and is now uh, joining Blackbeard's crew. That's who Blackbeard needs in his crew. This guy. <laughs> Well, now we got a swordsman, so that Zoro yeah. will have someone to fight. <laughs> yep, exactly. I mean, yes, you are right. You look at the lineup before, and you're like, who's Zoro going to fight here? Where's Sword Guy? <laughs> That's true. Who would, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. One Piece does the, <laughs> just do that, huh? <laughs> a There's little bit. just someone with blades for Zoro <laughs> yeah. to fight. Yeah. Well, you looked at you looked at Baroque Works, and you're like, where's Sword Guy? And one guy's like, no, no, I actually <laughs> I am, am a sword. sword. And it's like, oh, perfect, thank God. Yeah. He's like, actually, I have to merge with this other guy who looks a lot like Roxas, but he's not Roxas, and then I turn into a sword. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's really it. Like, that, it, it, it starts with that little conclusion, and then, uh, and then we just don't think about Blackbeard for a while. 
We know that he's up to some shit. Like, he wanted to be an impel down for some reason. Nothing good uh, can come from it. I figured he just, he wanted to get Shiryu to join his crew. <laughs> like, that's his whole reason for coming there. Well, if that's true, it worked. <laughs> yeah, good, good work, Blackbeard. Yeah, he like, did it. He, he overheard that shit was going down. It's like, ah, oh, cool, I can get a guy for Zoro to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think he just has, like, a running list of straw hats, and he's like, all right, I need a fucking pet. That can turn into a, a a giant monster. He looked at it. He was like, "All right, I got a doctor. I got a sniper. I got. Do they have a wrestler? Jesus, we'll figure out who you can fight. Yeah, uh, Chopper would we, probably be who he'd fight. That's what he's the, the old, or the old doctor dude. Oh yeah, because I've seen Chopper has done wrestling moves on people. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> yeah, my guess would be probably Frankie." If hypothetically we were pitching a one-on-one and Jesus Bear just had to fight somebody, if, Surely, if we'll, we'll never see him down. fight anybody, yeah. No, if it goes down as just a one-on-one Blackbeard crew versus Straw Hat crew, I, there's be the no most way it's that thing of simple, all time. right? <laughs> but that's the thing. Like I just said this in the Discord that I was like, I when I think about what One Piece actually is building towards one day, it just stresses me the fuck out. <laughs> there are too many characters in this show. Uh-huh. Ah, oh, I'm just thinking about how Dressrosa ends. Anyways, one fear. So, actually, no, many fears. <laughs> <laughs> many fears, one for each character. One piece, many fears. But no fears about Marineford, right, guys? Okay. No, it's gonna be good. Mm-mm. Let's check back in with Luffy's team. Just kidding, I mean buggies. Uh, we It's buggies <laughs> time to shine. <laughs> buggies here. Uh, We get a little bit of a party. Not much of one. Like, we always kind of get, like, here's everybody celebrating after... An arc ends, uh, but this time we get Buggy doing that, and Luffy is sad about Bonaclay still. I think the party scenes are the best parts of One Piece. They're like my, they're like my least favorite parts. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I enjoy them, I'm really glad they exist, but I am usually just like, alright, cool. I want, I want, like, deeply personally, I want the characters to have a good time, I'm just not as interested watching it. You just don't want to watch them have a good time. Yeah. You want to know, you want them to have been like, boy, what a good party. Time for plot. <laughs> a, a, a little bit. And that's kind of like, and that's that's just a preference thing. Because like, we've talked about it before. Like, I like seeing them decompress and be people. Um, But like, m- the highlights of like the end of Alabasta are like the actual like VV stuff when they leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, the end of uh, Water 7 is like Okiji showing back up. And being, I don't know, a big, a big question mark made out of ice, but <laughs> like some weird fusion of the Riddler and Mister Freeze. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's like my eyes kind of glaze over during party scenes. Sure, but that's just me. Uh, but we, yeah, there's really not much of that. Uh, because Luffy and Galdino, even Mister Three, are sad about Bon and Clay, and Buggy comes over and is like, "Hey, you should get drunk with me." And Luffy punches him. <laughs> <laughs> Ivankov explains a bunch of plot about how Inazuma about well Ivankov explains like oh I gave myself my own hormones I'm fine but I'm not going to do that to Inazuma he's he's too important to the revolutionary army so I'm not going to shorten his life so they're just going to take care of him the old fashioned way surely that means he'll be uh completely out of commission for the rest of the arc and he won't magically show back up anyway Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and uh, we learned that it's actually kind of weird that Jinbei can talk to fish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I forgot about this scene. There's that weird moment where 
Crocodile's like, oh, you can talk to fish because you're a fish man, right? And Jinpei's like, that's kind of racist. These are just my <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crocodile is just like weirdly racist to Jinbei. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I, I, that, yeah, it's like this weird thing where it's like, Crocodile's like, well, yeah, all fishmen are like this, right? And Jinbei's like, well, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> I just happen to have a bunch of fish friends, you dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's still, he's still helming this boat. Um, he's, Jinbei's great. Uh, he actually thinks back, um, about, like, he feels bad about Arlong, which I completely forgot about. Mm-hmm. But he thinks back about how, like, he's like, he, I, so he, like, it kind of reveals that he knows about what happened at Arlong Park, and is like, I want to tell Luffy that I feel bad, but now's probably not the time. <laughs> <laughs> which makes me wonder, I, like, again, it might just be my memory, but I'm like, has Jinbei ever, has Jinbei ever done that? <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't the answer know. to that. I know the answer to that question. If you'd like me to tell you, it probably. I I, I can imagine when it would come up if it does. Mm-hmm. But I, well, I mean, I I would assume that it would happen at Fishman Island, but we'll never actually get there. If we ever get there, yeah. yeah no. Uh, God, how long has that been brought up? Uh, it's been a bit. I think it. Did it come up before Since in Yoslavi? Oh no! It, did it come up in Arlong Park? I know Jinbei does. Which Jinbei came up in Arlong Park, which is which wild. Is, um, yeah, yeah. I think they just said that he's he's a fishman. They're from Fishman Island. Yeah, I think so. Something which, like that. Which sounds super basic when you think about it happening in like episode fifty. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. they would come from a place called Fishman Island. Yeah, of course. Why not? <laughs> uh, anyways, we'll talk about Fishman Island. Never. Uh, but for now, Jinbei thinks about. Uh, how bad he feels about uh, Arlong's uh, whole existence, I guess. Uh, Luffy learns that Jinbei's a warlord. I guess he didn't know. Which isn't surprising. It's just funny. Also, I was wrong before. I, I previously on this podcast suggested that everyone might have known they were going to Marineford. They didn't. And they, <laughs> they learned that out right now. <laughs> they don't like the idea very much. Can you imagine of having just broken out of prison? You finally got on a boat, and someone's like, great, you're ready to get shipped off to war, right? Yeah, you're ready to fight the people who are stronger than all the people we just ran away from, right? Because we could not beat them. We're going to fight their bosses, like all of them at once. <laughs> and the strongest pirates. Uh, not the strongest pirates ever, but, like, well, I guess five warlords are there, but uh, five out of seven of the military pirates, uh, and one of the emperors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, one, no one's happy about that. Uh, but then, um, a snail rings, as they are wont to do, and uh, Luffy starts his great trend of answering phones he shouldn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, like, hey, it's me, Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> I did this once as a kid at a neighbor's house because uh, my parents had just taught me how to answer the phone. And I was like, okay, I can do that here. Yeah. Uh, and it's all I can think of every time Luffy does this. <laughs> Hi, it's Luffy. <laughs> he just answered the phone. Uh, hey, uh, Marine residence, this is Luffy speaking. What can I do for you? <laughs> I'm on a boat. This isn't my boat. I'm Luffy. I'm going to be king of the pirates. <laughs> But it, it kind of works out because the people calling are are from the Marines and they know that Luffy hijacked this ship. It, it kind of works out that way. But they talk about the impel down 
breakout, and they pin it on the two masterminds, uh, Luffy and Buggy. And everyone's like, well, Buggy's like, oh no, I really don't want. I, I want, like, attention on me from these underlings, but not from anyone who's going to be mean to me, um, mm-hmm. such as the government. <laughs> uh, so the Marines are like, oh, we didn't think Buggy would be significant. He had kind of gotten under our nose, so to speak. But then we realized he was uh, on Roger's crew and his friends with Shanks. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, holy shit, Buggy's like a much bigger deal than we thought he was. I I think it's it's really funny how, like, it's it's something that Buggy himself doesn't want to talk about uh, because he he realizes oh fuck that means the government's going to want to kill me like he he'll be, make a big deal about everything else in his career and life but yeah. this one thing that he that you think he he'd brag about because it'd be a big deal he just doesn't yeah well that's the thing it's all about like being the biggest fish in a small pond like he doesn't want to enter the big pond <laughs> yeah like yeah he, he wants to go. To Marineford and let other people beat Whitebeard and then take credit for it. <laughs> Just for, like, the, the power's sake. But he doesn't want people to know that he's, like, connected to Roger, or else he might get, I don't know, executed. Who could, who could say, really? But, that, but yeah, that's, that's, um, that's Buggy, in a nutshell, I think. It's, it's very funny that right after this, um, I think Ivankov says it, but they're just like, well, I guess every crew has, like, one worthless member, don't they? <laughs> and all everyone around is like, "Yeah, that checks out." <laughs> uh, but not the Straw Hats. There are no worthless members of the Straw Hats. Nope. Yeah. So Luffy. Yeah, Luffy yells some threats over the phone. Uh, he loves to do that. And I don't remember. I wrote down that Luffy remembers Rayleigh, but I don't remember why he brings it up. Is it just because they talked about Gold Roger's crew? Uh, yeah, he said that, oh, I knew that Buggy was part of Roger's crew. Rayleigh told me. And then everyone's like, you talk to Silver's Rayleigh? And he's like, yeah. The Dark King or whatever his name is? Yeah, he's doing a favor on my boat, like pals do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then they, they casually argue about, like, they or they casually talk about Rayleigh as if he's just a guy. And everyone flips their shit, uh, which is very funny to me. Um, and then... I wrote down that the Buggy Revolution begins, which is true. And then it immediately stops. But he basically decides to overthrow this boat so everyone, uh, so they don't have to go to Marineford. Then Buggy thinks about it for like a second and he's like, well, if Whitebeard dies, maybe I can position myself as an emperor and then it'll be fine. And that's, so basically he, yeah, tells everyone to stop because they're going to go to Marineford and seize power. And uh, he's back to being on top of the world and everyone loves Buggy. And uh, we see that Ace is uh, arriving at Marineford himself. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, anyway, so this next episode, my first note is about the Funimation comments, I'm afraid. God, they're so bad for this stretch of episodes. Holy <laughs> shit. But uh, Gray Fox just really hates Nami and everyone. Like, on all of, like, we're, we're about to get into the Straw Hat check-in stuff. And... I think every episode is Gray Fox being like, nothing happened, skip this episode, and then like 400 downvotes. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and then like 60 comments saying insults at him. And then like 40 more saying, can you please just stop arguing? This is a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because of you all. Um, a, I've been re watching One Piece lately. I'm sorry. And B, I've started watching the comments. Uh, no. And it's the worst thing I've ever done. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's bad. Um, I, I I do feel like I've mined some good content from it, but it is 
awful. Especially, like, these episodes, because it's, like, primarily people either saying that, like, oh, I don't like this Straw Hat character. Why does anyone like Nami? All she does is complain or whatever and get taken care of, which makes me so upset. <laughs> but, uh, and yeah, just people hating women, people being homophobic and transphobic. Um, what was, the, there was one comment I sent as a screenshot that was just, Saji, no! <laughs> <laughs> and that was the subject and the body. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then a lot of, like, someone whose username was I hate Nami, uh, complaining about, <laughs> Uh, anonymous one and then someone else was like dunking on i hate nami uh it's yeah it's just a fucking cesspool <laughs> I, I think this is the point where i was like how old are these people who are spending their time doing this they're like 35 that's what i'm gonna guess <laughs> it's funnier to me they're so, either like, like too young or too old but there's no one there, there, there is no right age to be doing that. <laughs> no I, I have to hope that they're like 16 and there's still life ahead of them like, they could change. They have the potential to change, and they're not just, like, embittered old folks. Maybe their time skip will come soon. <laughs> the time skip design of Gray Fox is gonna be dope. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, was just looking at my screenshots I sent to y'all, and I don't see any dates on them, I realized, for the first time. Oh, yeah, oh, here's one that I actually did want to highlight. It was, uh, hey, Gray Fox, you should change your name to Silver Fox because you're as annoying as that split-head Silver Fox Foxy. Fucking God. 80 out of 81 people found this helpful. (laughs) The other one was Gray Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. You'd think he would use his alt, Woven King, to make it too. Um, How do we get Gray Fox on this podcast? Do we want that? (laughs) Y'all, I I have a secret I need to tell you. (laughs) I just, I, I like the uh, the idea of someone who's watched 500 episodes of something he doesn't like. <laughs> yeah. I Well, I mean, you make a wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I feel like if you don't like One Piece, it's harder to find the nuggets in each 22-minute episode than it is for me to find, like, the nuggets I do like in a three-hour broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I imagine it's the same. You just look up the fights you like on YouTube. <laughs> that's that's a really good point. <laughs> that's that's how I caught up on One Piece when I was in high school. I just like <laughs> when I learned that like there was anime outside of uh like Toonami, and I was like, oh, there's like a hundred episodes or like three hundred at this point episodes that I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Time to search for like Luffy fights, and then just like click each video and go, holy shit, this rule! That dude's made a lightning. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was me when I finally realized I could watch anime online, and I was like, I just googled Naruto, and it was like the last episode before Shippuden, and I was like, I haven't even seen him fight Sasuke yet. <laughs> like, I, I haven't even seen the big fucking fight that everyone talks about, and here he is, like, in filler with Gara before he fucks off forever <laughs> with Jiraiya or whatever. <laughs> Vivid memories of, like, what that fucking blog spot looked like. It's awful. <laughs> We are going to talk about the Straw Hats now. We, we're going to check in on them. Uh, a lot of the reason I wanted uh, you to come back, Andrew, is because we kind of learned last time that the anime uh, adapted this from, like, I think you said, like, one panel that would be, like, before each chapter for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Before... They have a name. I just don't remember what, the, what it's called. They call them cover stories. That's um, it. And the... 
So last time, what we thought happened, but it turned out to be last time each of the episodes um, about each straw hat were taken from like two pages of manga material about what happened to the straw hats while they were gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, For this one, it's literally two pages. So as an example, uh, the Frankie one, that is two cover stories. Uh, Each one is uh, basically two parts of a story. This like the first one, uh, the first episode is us covering. Is it Nami and Frankie? Is that right? Yes. So, yeah, uh, we get uh, Nami's story, which is called. Hold on. They're not in order, which is weird. Uh, Nami's Hmm. weather report. And it's two stories, which is business set with area, the legendary Sky Island and weather science on with area. It's two panels. That's it. And uh, so and and I was thinking about uh, this specifically in relation to Sanji's because I was thinking like how like how much do we blame Oda for the anime's adaptation of two cover stories? Um, because it seems like they're mining like they're they're really uh, pun intended stretching what they have to work with. And and that's like what I'm interested in with uh, the adaptation here, because I don't think the anime often does this like it doesn't often there will be filler episodes in the middle of arcs like uh the end of loke town has like a couple filler episodes so each straw hat kind of gets to shine a little bit but it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. this seems like it would kind of matter to like flesh out what the straw hats are doing while away from luffy and yeah so like nami has like a whole adventure where like her fucking wizard friend is like trying to sell rain to these uh desert barren people and he <laughs> to alabasta too yeah well that's that's yeah. <laughs> uh, that's dress rosa actually you don't know that but um uh but yes you're right it is it is very similar to the fucking rain powder plot that was like a whole thing they shouldn't have done in that thing so it feels weird for them to be like nah but what this wizard's doing is good actually <laughs> Yeah, so he ends up selling that science to them, and she's like, I want to learn how to, like, you know, I want to improve my understanding of weather and my fucking, I don't know, magic trick. How the fuck would you describe Nami's attack patterns? <laughs> but she basically, like, sees him use uh, Caesar's Apelli soap, soap bubbles to, 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 to make clouds better, and she's like, I want to learn this. I want to I learn this while we're traveling to Sabaody. And he's like, okay. But, like, so, like, how, like, my question really is, like, how much of that is Toei just, like, stretching it into a 10-minute segment? So, I'll send you guys a link of the two covers for Nami. Here's the first one, which is the wizard kind of pointing at things on a list. Nami's kind of standing in the background as they're talking to two people from that kingdom. And then the second one is them watching uh, as rain falls in this place. Sending that to I'm always blazed watching this good anime. Let's get it. There's not yeah. There's not even like the dialogue is just the title um, of like yeah, the, of the panel. Yeah. Um. The only the titles to this is business at with area the legendary sky island and weather science on with area and that's all, that's all you get in the comic. Yeah. Um, so it's just it, it the, is like I mean the characters look the same like it looks like the same desert place they're describing. If not, mm-hmm. well actually no, there's grass here. Yeah. So they they made it more dramatic in the anime. Yes. But yeah, I mean, they're really just like, I guess we'll make a story where she sees this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like, I guess this also raises my question of like, this doesn't show the bubbles or anything, but that like, 
spoilers, is a thing that she learns to do. So, like, what's the time gap in between the anime adaptation and the manga at this point? So You, you might not know that off the top of your head, and I'm sorry, but... <laughs> well, I can tell you this. Um, I did a little bit of research into that. So, chapter 549, which is the... Um, it's the for the second one about Frankie. Mm-hmm. These are all out of order, so there's a little bit iffy. But the like the stuff that happens in that chapter is what we just talked about. Um, Shiryu joining the Blackbeard Pirates, uh, mm-hmm. Jinbei being revealed as a warlord, and Buggy getting elevated credit, to credit a legend for nothing. status. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's what happens like in the story during while this is the cover story photo. So. We're about the same place when it comes to like manga lining up. I don't know necessarily how far beyond that the anime came out related well, to this. All right, though. so can you then uh tell like what is there a date on that page of like when that came out, that manga chapter? Yeah, this one was released July 6th, 2009. Okay, so this is like 9 uh or like 11 months a later. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz uh th- this episode with Area Report and Cyborg Animals came out uh may 2010 so where was the manga in may 2010 like were we at past the time skip probably um because i just i just find the the choice of adapting that and like showing more than the manga did just by virtue of like being able to see farther ahead is like fascinating to me i agree let's see this is chapter 549 we got about a year's worth of manga out of that so let's add 50 chapters so what does one piece chapter 599 look like i realize i can't say this out loud can you can you i mean how close to the time skip before or after immediately after okay so yes i would say that that they would be able to have the foresight to show off some moves that nami gets eventually yes probably which which is cool i like that i it really only applies to nami though (laughs) I would assume that, yeah, it only really applies to Nami. I would assume that Oda may have had some input on story stuff being done, just as like, even, or if not Oda himself, then an editor or an assistant yeah. on, sh- you know, blah, blah, blah. Someone yeah. in the I'm Shonen Jump office happens. worked with Toei to make this happen, I would assume. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to like opening, showing farther out than, you know, they're going to even cover. Uh, exactly. But, uh, yeah. That's cool. I wish it applied to to more of these characters because a lot of them are really like fillery and and whatever. I'm I'm kind of curious what Frankie's cover stories look like, uh, because he does nothing. <laughs> well, uh, the cover stories. So the cover stories for well, how do we want to cover this? Do you want me to just tell you, or do you want to wait and we'll get to that? Uh, I mean, I we can just you can just bring them up as we get to them in the anime, but uh. I, I really don't have much else to say about Nami's. Like it, a lot of these kind of can be reduced to two panels. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I mean, <laughs> I liked yep. not Nami's was fun. It's fun, know, yeah. It was short, and he's like a hundred million. She's like, that's way too much. Oh, a hundred. <laughs> and if 100. she's saying that, that's that's character growth. <laughs> yeah. And uh, something I'm, I don't know if I can give him praise, but I'm just glad that the weather wizard is not a creep. That's true. They could easily pair her yes. with a weirdo creepy dude. Yeah. Absolutely. He's he's a weirdo, but not for like horny reasons. He's just yeah, an idiot. Master Roshi. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just like, hey, hey, eat this. Doesn't it just hey, taste like hey, cotton hey. candy? Hey, hey, <laughs> but it, hey, 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 hey. 
Everybody gives J.J. Abrams credit for Babu Frick, but he really just ripped off this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's that's Nami's. Uh, I think the bubbles are cool. Um, it reminded me of a move she gets later, and I realized, now what the fuck does that do? Like, why does that, like, because I was like, because I was watching this thinking, now what do the bubbles actually change about her making clouds? Like, why are they more potent? And I don't care, really, but... It crossed my mind, and then I thought of, like, a, another move she gets later, and I'm like, well, that's even dumber. Hmm. <laughs> cool. Uh, not, not everyone can be Luffy, unfortunately. We complain about Zoro all the time. His currently best move is just, like, I don't know, slashing so much that people think he has nine arms? Uh. I don't understand Asura. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> Frankie exists. So if you remember last time, we left him off on this, like, snow mechanical island. He's dapper. They put tea in him. Uh, it's Frankie, they put tea in him. And he, basically, this kid's like, he's boring now. I want to make him super again. <laughs> so he drags him out into the wilderness to get assaulted by robot animals. And <laughs> he literally gets punched so much by a gorilla that the tea starts to boil. And then he goes super again. And it made, like, and it made me wonder, is it, like, is it carbonation that does it? I was going to say, this confirms the carbonation theory. So y'all are ahead of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> Or, I mean, I mean, it's fucking 2020. I think we might be really behind the curve. <laughs> I, I, I just, it's so funny. He's just like, no, let's just talk about this as he's, as he's getting punched in the face. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, yeah. people who think like civility is necessary online all the time. Well, someone's like yeah. attack, like physically attacking you. It's like, no, we have to debate. No, stop. We have so to hear both sides. Left. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he starts to boil and he goes super. It doesn't last very long, though. (laughs) And the kid's like, well, I know how to fix you. Surely there will be some cola in Vegapunk's factory. (laughs) And then there's just a cliffhanger as they walk into the factory and, I don't know, more monkeys are attacked. (laughs) I I would imagine that I'm going to guess. This is what this episode is now, is us guessing what the panels are. I like this. Yeah, you guys guess what the two panels for the cover story are. All podcasts should have guessing minigames. Mm-hmm. Especially for visual mediums. Uh-huh. I, guess I'm what gonna, this picture is. I'm gonna guess. I mean, people can look this up or something, too. I'm gonna guess the first one is him fighting animals in the wilderness, and the second one is him walking into the factory. Uh, I was about to say, Luffy, what do you think it is? Jory, what do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> that is very close. The only other things I can think of is like the kid looking bored as there's like as there's a T Frankie and then like Frankie fighting the, the, the animals. Joe had it right on the money. Uh, panel <laughs> one. This story is called Frankie's quote. This week's me is no good. <laughs> Part one is wild cyborg animals. And part two is the house where Dr. Vegapunk was born. So they completely invented Dapper Frankie then. Abs- uh, entirely. Entirely. Because this, this is just him running away from animals. Was he Dapper in the two pages to begin with? I don't think so. I, okay, cool. I think that he, I think that if I remember right, the first thing was like the first page is him dancing with the kid and family. And then the second page was like, we need to get him into like surgery. <laughs> if I remember right. That's funny. The uh, The most jarring thing about regular, like, Dapper Frankie is Kazuki Yao talking in a normal voice. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's kind of, that's just him doing Gunbuster again. 
Well, he didn't even have as much like inflection as he, in Gunbuster. You could tell. I could, immediately was like, yeah, that's definitely him. It's just him this, younger. He like he was like, in this, it just felt like uh, him like when a British person does an American accent kind of thing. Yeah, like it's because it's Kazuki Yell have the same type of career that John DiMaggio is, where he just has one voice, but people don't care because it's kind of interesting <laughs> that. Kazuki Yao really sounds the same in all three of his One Piece performances. <laughs> There's like a little bit more inflection in Django. Who does he do? Frankie Bonclay and Django, is that right? Who uh have never showed up all together, yeah. <laughs> Someday. That's that's the re- like, ugh, come on, Oda, please. Or maybe he's doing it intentionally now, so he's like, we never go this many episodes without Kazuki Yao being voiced, voicing <laughs> someone. Like, they gotta space them out, but even when Luffy separated, we bring back Bon Clay. Yeah, this guy's our secret weapon, so we need to make sure that he's around at all times. <laughs> he is a it's secret like how, weapon. Uh, it's like how Disney keeps bringing Alan Tudyk back, and they're just like, this time you play a pig. You don't have any words, but just go, like, or a, a rooster. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Disney has a lot of guys like that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kazuki Yao rules. His performance is so good. It's kind of the only thing I don't like about the dub is that they can't do anything near that in English. Like, they just have to be like, Mm-mm. I'm a guy. I sound like this. Cool. Yeah, I'm Frankie. I'm Frankie. <laughs> I'm Frankie here. Uh, anyways, yeah, so he goes into Vega Plus Place. Cool. Doesn't matter. <laughs> like, not yet, anyway. Uh, it's like a cool thing to be, like, curious about, I suppose. Um, spoilers, all of these things are kind of setting up uh, how these people might train themselves to be stronger while separated. I think that's pretty fucking clear, though, but still. Uh, well, maybe it's not clear with this next one we got to talk about. Well, I was going to say, I feel like it is kind of clear, but I don't know that... So as someone that was, like, on forums during the time and, like, saw these coming out, like, weekly, we didn't know... Like, it sounds dumb to say this out loud, but, like, we didn't know a time skip was coming. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like sure, now, I guess 10 years fair. later, it's obvious to know that, like, yeah, and then a time skip happens. Oh, this is probably leading into that. But, mm-hmm. like, we didn't. We had no, like, we, some people thought maybe there would be one, but we had no idea. And yeah. so, like, it, it, I think that the, the feeling behind these changes a little bit when you realize that, like, this isn't going to be a place that they leave and then come back to, or we've thought, like, maybe Luffy's going to have to go to these places. Like, yeah, like Which like that, like after Marineford, he's he's just traveling to recollect his friends again. Exactly, Which... Luffy and Ace team up oh. to go collect friends. God, that would have been so fucking cool. I would I, again. I said this on the podcast before. I wouldn't actually read that fanfic, but God, I hope it exists. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like, and I think that there's a difference in looking at these cover stories, like knowing that each straw hat is going to spend X amount of time yeah. in this place on their own compared to well if, yeah because even if they do meet up like immediately they still could have been like oh yeah i learned about bubbles or like yeah i picked up this upgrade from vegapunk's place mm-hmm. um, exactly now i have laser beams like kuma does or something right yeah so i guess that's the thing it doesn't inherently scream long term but obviously yeah we are a a, a a side effect of of doing this podcast talking about 10 year old anime episodes uh does come with a little bit of foresight of you kind of can't avoid there was a time skip or, or knowledge. It's kind of like, you know, when we were doing the early episodes of the show when we couldn't really avoid um, knowing that someone was going to join the crew. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, there's a skeleton on all the key art, so presumably one's going to show up. 
um, terrified of when the key art updates again. We're already kind of reaching that tipping point. Um, and I'm not being subtle about anything on this podcast. Uh, anyways, this next thing we have to talk about is unfortunately Sanji. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go. Y'all have a good one. Um, bye, Andrew. Uh, actually, bye. all right. Before, this is probably just gonna be like mostly sidestepped. I skipped a lot of it, honestly, on the rewatch. I didn't watch the episode. I just that's fair. It might be I... like I. It might be the worst episode of this anime ever made. Honestly, like between the first half being Sanji and all that homophobic, transphobic shit, and then fucking nothing happens for Chopper. <laughs> and I was in such a yes. bad mood from Sanji, so I was just like, "I don't. This is maybe Gray Fox was right." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I recently, I. So when when I guessed it on an episode, the last one that I guessed it on, I immediately jumped from that and rewatched these episodes. Uh, then and then I I rewatched these this past weekend, um, minus this episode because I was like, I watched it recently. I don't need to sit through this one again. That's the thing, too. I was like, I've seen it before. I watched this years ago. I don't need to see it again. And I, yeah. uh, spoilers, one, one, like a little bit later, where there's some just recap, basically, in the episodes. I kind of I skipped through those, too, where I was like, yeah, I'm familiar with, like, the the uh, fight between Ace and Blackbeard. I watched it with Jory on my couch. That one, I was like, <laughs> I literally watched this two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you, you're like in Water 7. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we won't, you know, spend too much time on it just because it's unpleasant. We will talk about the, the fact that it fucking sucks. There was, I, I, there was a comment I will talk about that isn't inherently hateful, but it was maybe the, the hardest I think anyone had ever stretched to say, maybe this is good. Because there was a comment that's like, I think it's good, actually, that they're confronting... Sanji like having this toxic masculinity and needing to be in touch with his feminine side and I'm like did you have like both of your eyes closed when you watch this because like I can't even pretend that's what they were going for when I watch it because it's just literally forcing him into a dress and makeup because they think he's hiding something and it's <sighs> and it's uh it's it's gross and this is again like not like when I talked about the hormone stuff, I was like, this feels like a parody of what neocons think hormones do. And I thought, it, I'm, like, I'm like, it's cheeky, it's funny, it's silly. I don't feel like the show is dunking on them. This feels exclusively like 15 minutes of being dunked on. This is, what if Ben Garrison did an episode of One Piece? <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. You know, this isn't... Uh... Actually, no, uh, if, it, if it was Ben Garrison, all the dresses would say like soy on them. <laughs> Sanji oh, would have to... a badge that said proud hardworking American man. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's it's rough. It sucks. I hate it. Um I am curious what I'm I'm gonna guess like the two cover stories are just like him running away and him wearing a dress. Do you wanna play the game? <laughs> I mean I, I I made my guess. I think one is him running away on the beach and the other is him kicking with his hands holding a dress down. I'm like, what are the two frames <laughs> that feel like Oda might have drawn them? <laughs> Those would be the only ones I can imagine. Yeah. Y'all are y'all are too good at this. This is Sanji's <laughs> resisting in Kamabaka. The first panel is Adventure on the Isle of No Escape, in which he's being chased, looking very scared, while a person's in the background with a big fucking net. Um, yeah. Which is kind of funny. It would it would be funny, funny if it that's the thing. Like the being chased by someone with a net. Could be funny if it wasn't coded with, like, this is what people think, like, queer people are, like, predatory. Exactly. Like, uh, the only thing that I have nice to say about this is that there's a picture of Ivankov in the corner, so it kind of confirms that that's where Ivankov comes from. 
But the thing is, I like Ivankov. I don't want to associate Ivankov with this place. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, the the island and, like, Bon like bon Clay is kind of cool. But now, after Impel Down, I like Bon Clay. But, like, the way Bon Clay is, like, associated as this cross-dressing, predatory, tricking people stuff, that kind of stuff is what's on the island. And I feel like Ivankov in a vacuum unrelated to that, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's hard for me to think that about Ivankov because I know Oda is doing these things at the same time and associating them together. Like, yeah, this is where Ivankov comes from. And I'm like, really? They don't seem to have a lot of the same problems of, of like, character work that you have with all the, the other shit. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, yeah, there's Sanji running in a dress, and it's... Oh. Yep, that one's called... So that one's called Maidens Through and Through. I feel like there's a lot of things that get said about this, like about Kamabaka in the story that is like you could put up on Twitter on the like accidentally left wing Twitter page where it's yes. like if I've, you're saying yeah. in your description that they are all women, then like, well, there you go. Like you're actively yeah. admitting the, that yeah. trans women are women, but you're doing it in a way that is shitty. Exactly. Like that's the thing. Like it's coming with like, I feel like a knowing nod of like, like irony in it like or like sarcasm exactly. where it's like they're like they're they're putting square quotes around women uh because exactly the, and especially paired with the visual language if it's all man in a dress shit mm-hmm. um and like stubble and like leg hair on like the makeup's poorly applied all that and stuff they make it clear it's not like drag or anything like it's explicitly they want to be women yeah not like a, a drag type thing yeah it's uh, which which it, feels, it feels like Bon Clay. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 absurd. Uh, I feel like Bon Clay isn't even weighed down by that as much and impelled down because it feels like, and and maybe this is just like in a side effect of me watching the dub and and their language being a little more ahead and like specifically for American audiences. I don't know, but all the language there that I was revisiting was like transcending gender, and I was like, I don't know, it's silly. It's I it doesn't bother me too much. But then like I don't know, we cut back to this, and I'm like, what the fuck, man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ugh, it sucks. Also, I, I, I'm, I need to know, did they have Sanji in the dub go damn those queers like he did in the subtitles? I skipped because... it. I, I couldn't okay. tell you. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I skipped it too. I don't know for sure. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, this sucks. And then Chopper, the second half of the episode is Chopper doing nothing. So I, I was disappointed. They, they missed a something that I was hoping that they'd do when Chopper starts imagining, like, flying in to see the, uh, the rest of the straw hats with his, with his giant bird. If, if only they had that, that dream sequence go, like, five seconds more where all the straw hats are like, wow, Chopper, you're so cool with your giant bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was going to, it, it, but it doesn't. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. He's going to be like, ha The last time we checked in with Chopper, we did get, like, sad hallucinations of the straw hat <laughs> um, but this time no that's really it like he has a plan to 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 raise a bird until he can fly there i guess yep. he doesn't have a lot of options but no it's just i don't know he can't swim he, he can't swim this is true <laughs> but yeah he's pissed off because the birds treat him like a large ball to play with and uh all the humans here want to eat him so he's just gonna yeah. like he tends to a bird's hurt foot and it's like now repay me by flying me to Sabaody one day. And that's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> Does the bird know even know what Sabaody is? <laughs> yeah, Surely. you know, Sabaody. Yeah. Onward. I, I literally can't even think of two guesses 
for cover stories. I can think of one. And it's just him tending to the bird's foot. Uh, nope. Um, none of that is in this. Uh, this is it just is him Chopper's, being eaten? <laughs> this is Chopper's quote, I'm not food, you assholes. Okay, uh, the yeah, first that's the one other thing. is Tanuki Stew on the Run. My favorite Paul McCartney project. <laughs> Uh, and then the second is Humans and Birds in Battle. Uh, I, looks like I'm waiting on this to send through Discord. Well, uh, we'll see it soon. The first <laughs> one is literally just, uh, Chopper running away from people throwing spears that are weirdly scientific at him. Um, hmm. The people are all, like, quote-unquote cavemen-like design. Yeah. Not cavemen, they're more like, I don't know, the way that people draw, like, islanders that are supposed to not be technologically advanced, you know? Yeah. I don't know the right way to say that, but it sucks. But they have, like, weirdly technological spears with, like, gears and shit in them. Huh. And the second not one... not in it, the anime, is it? It is. Huh? I missed it. it. It might not be in these. It might be in the later check-in. I don't remember for uh, sure. Oh, that's possible. That's weird, though, if they're playing the long... Like, they're showing you more of, like, what Nami has to look forward to and less of Chopper. Yeah, and then they show... And then it's, uh, it's the bird fighting people in the second one. And cool. uh, Chopper's hiding behind some cannons. Great. Yeah, it's really all there is to it. Nothing Next too episode. exciting on these. <laughs> uh, Robin! As you get closer, you notice that there's like almost like a heat wave effect. That sort of like wobbly mm. stuff in your yeah, vision. I could, just, I could just touch it. I mean, you don't want me to touch it? I could touch it. I could just touch it. Let's touch it together. Oh, we do rock, paper, scissors? Let's do rock, paper, scissors. Okay, ready? One, two, and then I touch it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a clip from Very Random Encounters, an RPG actual play podcast where we randomly determine as many details as possible. Every season is a completely new story, so we recommend starting off with the first episode of whatever season we're currently running. Once you realize it's your new favorite show, you can dig into the backlog and enjoy stories of strong alien women, communist superheroes, transgender skeletons, and other things that will scare your conservative uncle. That's Very Random Encounters. Find it at www.vre.show or in the usual places. Very Random Encounters. Murder Mommy herself. Uh, we check in with her at Tequila Wolf. The prison slaves are still uh, slaves. Her titties are out. Uh, All the that way was out. weird. Pretty prominently. I, uh, my, I, I sent a picture of it to someone, and I was like, that feel when you're uh, a prison on a winter island, but your titties are too fat for the jumpsuit. Because <laughs> that's basically, like, it's, it's obnoxious how much cleavage she has. Yeah. In, in, in this of all circumstances. Like, I know that, like... I, I I mean, a man draws this, so it's kind of hard to actually say, I don't know, she likes to dress like that. Because like, that's kind of a fine thing as a character. But, like, I don't know, it's kind of weird that her jumpsuit would have that much cleavage. Yeah, uh, you know what I want in my Holocaust reminiscent story? Mm-hmm. Uh, is just, what if we did that, uh, but the girl's titties are all out. All out. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's what we get here. She is sold away for a Wonka bar. And then yep. the kid that we saw before is like, let me give the Wonka bar to the person that you got thrown in prison and maybe she'll forgive you. And uh, Robin like talks to someone in the cell. I don't remember anything about that conversation because pretty soon someone shows up to break him out. And uh, 
one of the more interesting things to happen in these episodes is that she is rescued by the revolutionary army of all fucking people. And I think that the moment where she gets to, like, use her powers to knock out every single guard at once is kind of satisfying. The mom gets to murder. The mom, always... Mommy gets to murder once more. <laughs> it's always really satisfying getting to watch Robin be like, you know what? Fuck it. And just, like, taking down a crowd of people. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive me, Lord, I'm going back to my old ways. <laughs> Um, is do you know if there's a reason why Robin's section just had a different art style? It is animated differently. We we talked. It was like we, that in the previous one too. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's like a different crew or a different director or why that would happen. I love it, but it is like weird that it happens primarily at Tequila Wolf. Yeah, I yeah, it it looks a lot different and it looks great. But I, I love don't know it. Why. Yeah, people complain about it in the comments, of course, because they're fucking incels, but. Uh, I love it. <laughs> That's how I wish the whole show looked, honestly. I would love it. Like, I, I again, like, I love how Wano looks from what I've seen, but, like, I, I wish they would do that more often where they're like, all right, for this arc, we're going to, like, employ a different visual style. Mm-hmm. Like, do that, please. All the, all the things that have happened in terms of visual style changing just feels, like, gradual and not significant the way that, like, the fucking shift of Wano has. I hope that trend continues, but who fucking... Mm-hmm. No, I'm just probably very expensive and hard to do. And also, just like, I don't know, dressers kind of look like shit. But anyways, that happens. Jory, what are your thoughts about the Revolutionary Army saving Robin? <laughs> that sure is wild. That, uh, of, of anyone, it's uh, the army led by Luffy's dad. <laughs> it is! <laughs> it, it is it is significant, both that is, it is the Revolutionary Army trying to, like, end uh, awful governments... And also Luffy's dad is there, and now also Robin's interacting with them. And no other reasons. There are no other reasons for me to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, my guess for the two cover stories is... I have, a, I, have a, I have a question that I want to ask Jory, but it feels like it's a real spoiler if I... Like, text the nature it to of me. asking the question. Text it to me first. Uh, while you do that, my two guesses for the cover story are one of her in the jail cell and one of her probably taking out the guards. Maybe they mention the revolutionary army. I, I was thinking it's like, um, one is her like being interrogated. And then the other one is like her with people who you can very clearly tell of the revolutionary army to join, to be like a high ranking official. Do you have to have a face tat? Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, so you're, you're, you're both a little, you're both wrong on this one. And that's because the entire plot of these two, these two episodes, this episode and the one before is entirely made up. Great. Like all of the stuff about the, the little girl and like the, the like. No Wonka bar? Yeah. It's all made up. Um, instead we get, uh, this one adventure in the country of labor. (laughs) What a good title. And. It's, I wake up in the morning and I just go, time to have another adventure in the country of labor. Yeah. Notably, her titties are out, though. It is true to they're, the source material. They're, they're, so they are out, but they're not like, it's not like super hard prisoner out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's still out, though. And the second one is the liberation of slaves. The Revolutionary Army comes. Cool. So yeah, it is is just, called... it, she just happens to, to be there. And like, so she never gets thrown in jail. She doesn't suffer the way that Toei makes her suffer. She is a prisoner is in the story in 
the mo- like in like they are like well you've arrived at Tequila Wolf mm. uh, where we've been building a bridge for a long time and you're our prisoner now. Great, but that's there's about as that that's about no it. Kid, no kid, yeah, All no right. like emotional relevance, no plot, none of that. Just just um, she she lands there, becomes a prisoner, breaks out, uh, and the Revolutionary Army shows up. Yep, this is called Robin's. Cool. How terrible you people are. Great. Surely, uh, that'll go great for her, and um, it will have a lot of bearing on the plot to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second half of this episode is uh, Usopp getting fat. Yep. <laughs> well, while hanging out with a, uh, a Tokusatsu guy. Yeah. <laughs> Heracleson. <laughs> He's fun. He is. He's the perfect person <laughs> to help out Usopp. I love Heracleson. <laughs> He's great. Um, yeah, I mean, not much happens. Like they, they learn, or Usopp learns that everything on this island is edible, um, including him. When the plants try and eat him, and uh, <laughs> there's a really good joke when he's falling, and it keeps cutting back to Heracles, and then back to him, and then over and over again. <laughs> he's just like, "I'm Heracles, and yeah, help! I'm Heracles." <laughs> and it'll be a little bit farther down, but it's going like slower than it should be. It's funny. Um, but he's fine, I think. Or is it cliffhanging? Is it cliffhang on him falling? I I already forgot. I also don't remember. I thought I thought it just yeah. I'm pretty sure it just with them like falling and then great. Yeah. Well, I guess <laughs> Usopp's dead. Out. I guess Soga so King Usopp... has to show back up. <laughs> yeah, Usopp gets fat and dies, <laughs> which has been my goal for a while now. So like, good work, Usopp. Ugh, what even. I think you told me before that the title of these cover stories is just Usopp Gets Fat. So this is Usopp's I'll Die If I'm On My Own Disease. Okay. <laughs> I will, I'll, I'll give you, the, the name of the first panel is The Boyan Archipelago, The Forest of Gluttony, uh-huh. uh, which is Usopp Finding All the Food. And then the second panel is literally just called Usopp Gets Fat. Great, there it is. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I, I expected they'd be, at least something with him with Heracles, and then uh, him just fat Usopp. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Heracles is there, and then he, yeah, then he bulks up. Yeah, I mean, I, I have kind of no feelings about this chunk. It's silly, it's funny, it's not really trying to be anything more than that. It's, also, it's Usopp. Why would Usopp have something serious to do? Yeah, basically. Like, that's kind of the, like, thing with, like, each of these characters has something that fits them. Except for, like, I guess what fits Sanji is bad, and Frankie, they just don't do anything with it. Like, it's not Frankie finding something in the lab. It's Frankie being like, there's a lab here. And we get nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I have nothing else to say about Usopp. Jory, do you have any other hot takes on, on Usopp's adventures? Um, I hope that... Usopp doesn't meet Soga King in between now and when they're reunited because I'd be really sad if they if they if he met Soga King and we didn't get to see it. Mm-hmm. Like, what if Heracles is friends with Soga King? Like, he knows where the sni- Sniper Island is. He might. That's actually the secret third panel is like the meeting of heroes. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, weird! It's it's drawn in in crayon and the signature says Usopp. <laughs> <laughs> when when uh when Usopp and Soga King met meet, it's gonna be like uh that scene in Predator with Arnold and Carl Weathers, which is giant biceps. <laughs> it's the flex off scene from uh from Nausicaa. Soga King, <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's <laughs> my that's my that's the best Usopp impression I got. <laughs> uh, also, not Nausicaa. I mean Castle in the Sky. 
No, it's I wasn't going to hold you to it. That's fine. Uh, anyways, Zoro gets lost. Shocker. <laughs> Zoro's is really funny. Like, <laughs> he can't find his way through the castle, and, like, he comes back to the room, he's like, how did I get here? Perona goes... I said it's the stairs right behind me, and he starts walking towards a completely different set of <laughs> stairs. And and uh, I don't know, the subs probably didn't say this, but in the dub she says, "Do you have brain worms?" <laughs> <laughs> she just said something like, "I don't know how someone could be this bad at directions." Uh-huh. Well, you haven't met Zoro. Uh, the problem it's... is, you told Zoro to take the stairs, and as we know, those are his mortal enemy. That's true. To him, the stairs are just like the one in Mario 64 when you don't have enough uh, stars. It's just endless. <laughs> oh, man. By the time this episode comes out, Andrew will be aware of fucking it keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, bro. I warned you about stairs, Zoro. I warned you, bro. <laughs> and Zoro just says it keeps, keeps happening. God, I hope that fan art exists. It probably doesn't. Why would it? But it it might exist, but instead of Zoro, it's Kuina. Depressing. I looked up Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff One Piece, and uh, <laughs> it's just showing me Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> please make that fan art if you have the capabilities. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so Zoro gets fucking lost. Uh, eventually, Perona feels bad and gives him his swords back. And then, instead of trying to get lost again, he just cuts through the walls and leaves. I I don't know if we need to really remind anyone, like, he's on this spooky island and Perona's here. There's really nothing else there yet to say. <laughs> it's, it's just really funny that he's stuck with someone that they just fought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not a lot of time between, like, like she... and I, I, How long was she alone, even? <laughs> like, how much time... They, they flew for three days, and I don't know how long it took for them to get to Saba Odi and run into Kuma. But, like, that's, like, a day, maybe. Like, between Duval and meeting Rayleigh. Yeah, it really depends on how long the, like, sailing gap is. Because that's the thing with One Piece. I remember someone on the old forum I was on put together and they were like, I think One Piece takes place in about a month. And I was like, there's no fucking way that this has been a a month's worth of time. Yeah. (laughs) Like... (laughs) They don't, they just don't show you, like, two weeks at sea, or, like, however long, yeah, like, but yeah, it's, like, it's weird seeing someone return this quickly. Well, yeah, that's, it's, it's interesting that she's back, maybe she was just, like, uh, a surprise favorite, so Oda was like, yeah, I want them to interact more, um, which I would believe, considering, um, what I know about Punk Hazard, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, but... Uh, yeah, it's fun to see them, uh, be assholes to each other. He gets lost in the woods and, like, comes up on the castle again. He's like, now why would they make a second castle? (laughs) (laughs) Which is such a good joke! (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, when I was rewatching it, I thought, oh, is there a second castle? And then I had to remember, no, Zoro's just an idiot. We get Perona's great reactions to Zoro being bad at directions. Mm-hmm. She has no patience for this dude. <laughs> he's, But he's he's just, he's a himbo. What can you do? <laughs> he is the himbo. You can't live In with fact. him, but you really can't live without him. <laughs> but anyways, uh, they run into like some shit to fight. I don't even remember what they are. But he, he like is going to fight some things. And then the episode ends. Mm-hmm. I have no, I don't know. I'm going to guess the cover story is like him getting lost and him fighting something and Perona's in them both. I don't know. 
There's nothing to work with here. I feel like one, the first one would be like him waking up, waking up and seeing Perona, and then uh, the next one would be the like spooky monsters, werewolf guys with all the weapons. So y'all are thinking that there's too much. There, there's more going on in these than there is. <laughs> uh, this is Zoro's. Where the hell are they? What a pain in the ass. <laughs> this is the first one, the giant gravesite outside the ruins. Uh, in which we see Zoro and Perona and a, a fucking giant Tim fucking Burton cross. Drawing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like if One Piece was gothic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's never there's never been any goths in One Piece, like historically. No, never. 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 Uh, and then we get uh, a shadow draws near. We see a shadowy oh, figure holding a sword. Okay. Huh. This. You know, I like, don't even well, know what to it, make from that, and I know what happens. Yeah, they they made this a lot differently in the anime than they did on these. They they they, they emphasized everything else instead of like this. The big cross segment. Yeah, See, seeing like Perona be the one there in anime is wild, and Zoro interacts with her. But I feel like reading the manga every week and just seeing Zoro is with Perona at fucking. Nightmare Before Christmas, Hill Land. That's even more wild that you just don't get an explanation as to well, why he's with Perona. Does she show up yep. in the two pages before? She did, but like, it's not like they explain it. It's just like, well, oh, I mean, why they the both fuck is... they both got touched by the fucking paw pads. <laughs> they all got touched by the paw pads. Yeah, and I don't know. They happened. I don't know why. I we I have no fucking clue if Kuma knew what he was doing. That's the problem. <laughs> Anyways, Brooke gets to see some underwear. (laughs) There's a lot of things about the anime that I'm like, I can't imagine what it would have been like to get this reveal when everyone else is. That's kind of how I am seeing things being revealed in the manga now, every now and then. Like, I'm not going to say it, but Laugh Tale and the big hat scares me. But Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I kind of can't imagine, like, the, the way that I care so much about characters showing up again, I kind of can't imagine being, like, on the ride when it starts happening the first time. Like, Impel Down or these cover stories happening when that wasn't really a precedent yet. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds cool. It was. It was very cool. It was a good way to spend a high school career. Yeah. <laughs> what I could have done differently. <laughs> One Piece rules. I wonder, like, now that I'm saying this out loud, I wonder if that's why, like, are we, we're never going to have, like, a, a Water 7 in Yuslabi feeling again. We're never going to have a, a Marineford feeling again because, like, it, it's been done before. <laughs> like, how do you, how do you, now that you have done so much in this world, how do you continue to go, pun intended, over the top? Over the top! Yeah. I, I still don't think I've actually heard that opening. I did it's the best. It's the best one. You said that. I funny enough. I watched the new one that just came out. Not caught up. It's so bad compared to Over the Top. I liked it, and I haven't seen Over the Top. <laughs> Anyways, I don't. Th- I mean, we just went over this. I don't think I dislike any One Piece openings. Go to our go to our Patreon for uh for opening feelings. Anyways, yeah, Brooke sees some underwear. Uh, and I, I they think he's Satan, and I don't remember anything else. Uh, yeah, he, he shows up, he eats a bunch of their food, and he's like, hmm, can you guys help me get to, get to my friends? I'm like, well, a girl just got kidnapped, 
and you gotta take care of it. <laughs> because you're the Dark Lord Satan. Yeah. And basically, I, I don't even really remember why he decides to do it. Is it because he ate their food? I think he he, he he's just like, they're not gonna go do it. Like, if I don't go oh, do right, it, she's, they're just, lazy. she's just like, she's just captured by the long-arm tribe, and I do not like the long-arm people. They, they, uh, they scare me, and that, that's me personally, not Brooke. And then, mm -hmm. uh, Brooke's just like, well, I can't, <laughs> he, he does tell them, as thanks for showing me your panties. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is weird that, like, we only have met one long-arm person, and now they're kidnapping, uh, poor people. But that's what happens. You get too many joints. You become a villain. Anyways, yeah, it's it's kind of whatever. Yeah, I forgot that this mm -hmm. the the whole premise of this is that they're all lazy, which feels like I don't know weird to mix there, with poverty. <laughs> there is definitely something to the fact that this is the kingdom of Hungary, uh, the land of poverty on Lazy Bones Island. There's something. <laughs> it's something there bad about all of and that. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the long arms steal a woman, and then Brooke's like, I guess I'll do that. Sure. <laughs> and that little description is still more than we get in the manga. Uh, oh. Which is Brooke's, uh, uh, Brooke's lodgings and panties repayment. Uh, what do you think the two <laughs> frames in this are? Uh... Well, one is all the men showing Brooke their, their underwear. And then... I don't know. It's just that twice. <laughs> <laughs> This one was actually my favorite when it came out, because the first one is called People Who Don't Fight, uh, and it is um, a picture of the Longarm tribe stealing the woman and, and just, Brooke's like, just kidnapping her. And Brooke is like, oh, no. <laughs> and then the second one is called Satan Composes a Melody, which is literally just Brooke sitting down to compose a tune while people show him their underwear in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that. He's and it like was super fast. And it was literally just like, oh, I guess Brooke isn't going to go help them. Brooke's <laughs> just going to sit and write music. Okay. And that's where the that's that's where that's, it. that's where the straw hats are. I like on paper to check in with them and like see what they're dealing with every now and then, but like I don't think I actually cared about any of these episodes on the rewatch. Like, I, the Tequila Wolf stuff I find fascinating because I care about learning about the Revolutionary Army. Um, it feels like th them building a ominous bridge with slaves and the Revolutionary Army having, having to stop them feels important in a way that, mm -hmm. like, nothing else does. Like, uh, I mean, Vegapunk, I guess, does. Uh, Nami learning weather. I get it. Uh, Zoro being lost is fun. Seeing Perona is fun. but. Where he's at doesn't fucking matter yet. I remember being on the forum when specifically that Frankie cover story came out that I mentioned before. The Vegapunk one? And we one? were, yeah, and we were, um, it was very split about people that were pumped and excited about that chapter because we saw Shiryu join Blackbeard's crew and holy shit, like, that's a big new character being added to Blackbeard's crew, which is only growing stronger in the background of the series. Terrifyingly, yes. And the other half was just like, who gives a shit about any of that? Vegapunk. Frankie found Vegapunk's lab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's wild. Um, I, I think that there is, there's, a, there's some power to the fact that we get one panel for these, which means that we can like think like, holy shit, what could happen here? Will Frankie meet Vegapunk? Will Frankie, like, discover old stuff from him? 
Like, what's going to happen here? Who could tell what's going to happen from here? All we know is that Frankie's going to find some wild tech shit. Yeah. As far as the Vegapunk stuff does, I think it works in the anime. Um, But I do think a lot of these suffer from just, like, saying too much when the source material is uh, wafer thin. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing. Like, they can't show you what Frankie finds yet. They don't have any story to tell you, like... I I know what happens on Zoro's Island. It's not happening yet. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it's I don't know. I think the Frankie one probably works the best because it's entertaining and I care about Vegapunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Robin, I I care about the Revolutionary Army, but it's kind of like, all right, yeah, she's in jail and her titties are out. Okay. <laughs> I think the Sanji's one's the best one. Uh, yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Usopp's is very funny. Um, I will say that as well. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I don't know. They, they're fine. Jory, how do you feel about the state of the Straw Hats right now? Um, I think it, I, I think it would have been better if they just didn't show them, but it's neat to see what they're doing. But I'm also, uh, because of my brain ruined by wrestling, I just think it's cool for stuff to just not, like, someone to not be there for forever and then suddenly show up. So everyone's like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. like, I, I think the cover stories in the manga just work better because it's just like, yeah. this is happening off screen. We're not going to over explain it or, or do too much, but just like, here's a snippet. They're main characters. It's worth, you know, giving that much. But like, the way the anime does it is like a little too much and it feels fillery. Like, you can kind of tell it's not on the level with everything else. It really doesn't help that the backing story to this all is. Luffy sitting at the front of a ship looking out at the ocean and Jinbei coming up and being like, what's up, Straw Hat? You look a little upset. And Luffy's you sh- like, you I'm, just thinking about, I'm just thinking about my friends. And then we're going to repeat this setup another five times. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Got so it. you got, you still got more friends, huh? Yeah, there's two more. Let me tell you about them. <laughs> Here's <laughs> what they're doing right now. I wonder where they are. Brooke really likes underwear. <laughs> Well, they wouldn't build a whole story around that, would they? You know, I bet they would, Jimbei. <laughs> and if they did, maybe it would go a little something like this. <laughs> Believe it or not, we still have three more episodes to talk about of anime. Uh, no more no more manga panels to, to guess, unfortunately. But uh, there's a lot of flashbacks that we're going to be able to uh, slide over, I think. Although, 457 starts with, I think, new footage of Luffy and Ace's kids. Yeah. And I don't think there's much there. Uh, it's just Luffy is thinking about growing up with his, his brother Ace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looked like they were going to set up and start talking with them as kids, and then it just, like, flash cut to, like, 18 years later. Alabasta. Yeah, it, Alabasta. <laughs> uh, Luffy, Luffy has trouble talking about his past. He thought about it once and said, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> So that's <laughs> probably a good sign. Um, but yeah, we get we get kind of uh, flashbacks to every time Ace was on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Al- Alabasta, him fighting Blackbeard, um, and then like Luffy learning about it and like getting here from Amazon Lily to here. I think it's interesting because it is framed as Luffy telling Jinbei. So it's kind of nice for Jinbei to learn stuff like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so rare that characters actually just talk to each other about things that have happened in the past, like ever. Yeah, <laughs> especially with Luffy, but like in general in this show, mm. especially you know the the foresight of the show. It is really nice for Jinbei to know all about Luffy's friends. Yeah, 
but yeah. Um, and then in uh, Marineford, uh, Ace has his own flashbacks of uh, a fighting Blackbeard. And by that, I mean they just play the whole fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which, fight's still good. It is. <laughs> Ace getting shot and just, like f- fire being where the bullet holes would be is just so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turns out Ace is really cool. Ace is really cool. Is is it in this one where um like when I I'm pretty sure it's this one where Luffy is talking about like growing up with Ace and he's just like yeah even after I ate the fruit I could never beat him and it shows like Ace catching Luffy poorly stretching his arm and like throwing him into the water which then he has to pull Luffy out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean it's a couple years different. It's like he's like two years older and he's just a. Uh... I mean look at Ace. He's cool. He knows how to fight. He's the big brother I want to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> made of fire and able to kick my brother's ass yeah <laughs> that's really all 457 is and then 458 it's more flashbacks but uh around some interesting framing of all of the uh mar- marines people getting together it's like the warlords are getting into position and basically we we like zoom into each one it's only five of them here uh but we zoom into each one and it's like here's how they're connected to luffy so, like, I don't even go down, I don't even remember the list. Like, Hancock, Kuma, we see Thriller Bark. Morio, we see Thriller Bark. Oh, Mihawk, we see Barati. I forget he's a warlord. And uh, Doflamingo's the only interesting one to, to talk about, really. Yeah, they show, I'm pretty sure that's new footage, right? I think it is! Because I don't remember this happening anywhere else, because I feel like I would have talked about how because uh, I, I know they've, I feel like they've mentioned hi- what his fruit is at some point, because I don't, I, I know I have not been spoiled at all on what Doflamingo can do, and I was able to pretty pretty quickly figure out what his power is in this uh strange thing where he's controlling a member of his crew to just, like, attack Bellamy? <laughs> Who is also part of his crew? Yeah, he's yeah, he's in like some form? making someone attack Bellamy and Jaya. I don't. The thing is, I'm like this. I I know I've seen it before, but I don't know if I saw it here or in Jaya. It wasn't in Jaya because Jaya was in four by three aspect ratio. That's how I remember. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and then I guess yeah, it's probably new footage then. Just being like, hey, here's how Doflamingo fits into something that happened before. I feel like we knew that that happened before because I knew that Bellamy was dead when I, like when I was watching as a kid. I, I, I have no clue. I knew that Bellamy worked for Doflamingo and I think it came mm-hmm. up in Jaya um, when we covered it. But yeah, I don't know. This scene is fascinating that it exists, but yeah, I guess I'm trying to think like, I'm pretty sure Jaya's whole big deal is like he punches, like Luffy punches Bellamy and says, I'm going to the sky. And then, like, presumably this takes place after that, where Doflamingo's like, you embarrassed me, so I'm gonna make your friend kill you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's new then. Uh, how do you feel, <laughs> Jory? Doflamingo is not a good guy. No. I mean, he, he, did, he did say he was giving up in trafficking human beings. Well, not human beings, but just, well, pe- just trafficking uh, living beings. So yeah. <laughs> we immediately know then he wasn't a good guy. And then this, he's... Basically, the only thing that Bellamy did was embarrass him by losing to Luffy, basically. Yeah, I guess so. It, yeah, e- not... everything he says there is, like, <laughs> super vague and kind of, like, 
I'm a bad guy. We'll figure out the details later. <laughs> uh, I also forgot just how fucking big Bellamy is. Big dude. Big dude. Yeah. <laughs> big dude. That's my. Fi- I love in One Piece that sometimes people are just big. Some people are just big. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to to see how big Whitebeard is in comparison to some people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, we don't really need to go over the recaps of all the other characters. I don't appreciate how often these recap episodes showed uh, all of Luffy's friends getting taken away from him. I That's felt like true. it played almost every single episode. <laughs> they played a couple times. Um, yeah, the Doflamingo stuff is interesting. They don't show any of the Saba Odi stuff. And I just remembered that happening, and I was like, there's something they could have set up there that they didn't, which is interesting that I can't say on mic. But um, I just remembered some other people who were present at that auction. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Andrew agrees, probably, <laughs> with the exact <laughs> thought I'm having in World Express. Yep. We watched that episode together. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that stuff is cool with Doflamingo. They're like, oh, yeah, he's a mystery man for now. Uh, and then we kind of get the same rigmarole for the uh, the admirals. Um, so we see what Okiji did before Water 7. We see Kazaru fucking everybody up at Saba Odi. And then they're like, also, Akainu seems pretty bad. Anyways, hasn't done anything awful to Luffy yet. Mm-mm. Probably never will. No, probably not. Luffy's not coming to Marineford, right? I, I, I like how the the three admirals are also the three legendary birds and beasts. This yeah. fire, lightning, and ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, big Gen Two energy with these guys. <laughs> Have you all seen the SpongeBob yes. fan art and figurines? I have. I assume you had Jory, Joe, Jory of you. This sounds familiar. It's the admirals drawn as or as SpongeBob characters. <laughs> I feel like I have seen this, but so somebody made this image of the three, except it's uh it's SpongeBob, Squidward, and Patrick. I've seen that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. made official figurines of it. <laughs> they did. These are these are the figures that I covet the most. Really. I just think it's ridiculous that it exists, and I want them and so Krabs, badly. Yes. Yeah, Mr. Krabs is Singoku. Yeah, Mr. Krabs is Singoku. I'm not sure who's in the back right. I think it's probably Garp. I don't want to. I don't want to dig too deeply in case I discover it's a big spoiler or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. It just looks like a pure gold of Patrick. Yeah. I think it might be. Which is a decision that I can't comment on. But yeah, so yeah, I kind of use a mystery man. We see the recaps. Uh, three hours to go until the execution. Fucking timer's on. And uh, Ace, we see him rise uh, up some stairs to uh, the scaffolding in which he will be executed. And there's one more episode we're going to discuss, 459. Uh, and we have a new opening. Oh boy, this... Uh... The imagery in this opening is uh, terrifying. I ref- it is. I referenced in uh, our, our Patreon episode that there was only one opening I could think of where the tone actually matched what was going on in the show. Because usually it's just way more vibrant than what's actually happening. This is the exception of, of like, <laughs> hmm, this feels sad and what's happening is sad. Bummer. It also is, is I think, a clear evidence of Otis' taste in music and why uh, there would be uh, an Avril Lavigne cover of a Nickelback song in a movie. <laughs> which is real and and true 
Yep. Uh, but yeah, how do you how do you feel about the opening? It shows a lot of people who we'll probably talk about soon, uh, such as Whitebeard. It it shows it shows uh that sumo guy who's with Kuma and the past feast. It's basically every character that isn't a straw hat. Yeah, it showed like all the worst generation. It showed the admirals, shows just fucking everyone and it's scary. And like all the Luffy warlords. walking to Ace and like a <laughs> battlefield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, Hey Ace, I'm here to save you and Ace goes Thanks, Luffy. And then they fly away <laughs> together and get the One Piece. Thank you for saving me, Luffy. And they fly on a giant eagle to uh, <laughs> Mount Doom. <laughs> uh, yeah, opening rules. I love the dramatic shots of so many fucking characters who uh, we know are going to be at Marineford. There's a shot that I won't talk about that I think is cool, and I just don't want to draw attention to it, but I will. I'm just planting the seed now so I can say it again once Jory has all the information that I have about the issue. I also like that the opening just sounds like a fucking 2013 vaguely emo emo band. That's yeah, good. you sent me uh, you sent me a song that it reminded you of and I was like, "Yep, no, this is perfect." Constant Headache by yeah. Joyce Manor. The opening is the opening like guitar of both those songs is like almost one for one. It's very similar. <laughs> but yeah, great great new opening. Not- notably, shots of all the straw hats still there, but not like really together, which is smart, I think. And uh, it's good, good opening. And uh, this is our last episode, setting up the te- teeing up some d- some dominoes to fall down. Um, Ace is on his way up to the scaffolding. Uh, it's very quiet, notably. It's a lot like kind of slow and long, and there's no music, uh, which I I love. And we kind of cut away to. A bunch of different places to see people like it we go to like the south blue and the east blue and like basically to see randos talking about it like this event is on everyone's mind in the fucking world and this is the first time i think one piece has ever zoomed out that far to just be like everyone knows that ace is gonna be executed and everyone knows Whitebeard is gonna start shit mm-hmm. like people are like taking bets on it People all over. Yeah. And, and an interesting world-building thing that I don't think we've gotten anything uh, comparable to before is at Saba Odi, they show, like... It's televised. Yes. They're showing that, like, yeah. There's, <laughs> this is the first time we've dug into, like, this world has, re- like, re- like I guess we've seen newspapers and updated, uh, you know, bounties and stuff. But, like, here's, like, here are reporters covering a live event this huge, which is wild. <laughs> Big world, One Piece. Too big? Who could say? <laughs> it's one of those things, it's something that, like, when we started, I'd, I'd bring up about Naruto a lot, how Naruto is just modern day, but also they're ninjas. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they are ninjas how, like, who pop in VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they have, like, laptops and shit, like... Yeah, there's yeah, a like Naruto the- panel I have saved on my phone that is a guy holding up a scroll that says, we need to, dist- we need to deliver this scroll flash drive to this yeah. other place. <laughs> And that panel broke my brain. I, I love that Naruto essentially ends with Gara on a MacBook. Uh-huh. And that that's what this it feels even more goofy here because it's not Odi like the pe- the people who report there look like if I went to the news station in my town right now I would see people dressed like that operating cameras mm-hmm. and now <laughs> and that feels weird when we've seen like the island where Chopper is where they're like 
tribal cavemen people or we've seen like <coughs> other islands where it's just like <laughs> they, they it feels more like akin to a pirate world is the way they dress and then there's people who just look like 2020 tv crew yeah sure <laughs> well i mean this was drawn in 09 and animated in, in uh 2010 so uh, ahead of the curve. <laughs> Something that's always in the back of my mind is just how fucking big is the planet in One Piece? Uh, big enough. <laughs> Too big? Who could say? Because, because in in Dragon Ball, uh, they go all over the world multiple times, from Dragon Ball to the end of Super, and in the video games, you get to go all over the world, and it feels very small because of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like a small planet. Which is partially because they're not going to show up a little bit, but it just feels like a tiny world that's like maybe the size of our country, but in the size of a planet. Mm. I, I was thinking about it while they were showing all the different seas talking about it, and then the Grand Line is just like when for a long time as a kid, I thought like the Grand Line was going to be the last place they go to, and then I start watching. It's like no, they go there in like episode sixty. Yeah, <laughs> they go there immediately. They're there for a long time, and then are revealed that there's a Grand Line too. Yeah, like, <laughs> someone comes out and does the jump and everything. <laughs> it's just <laughs> thank you for thank you for the the scroll flash. Thank drag. you, thank you. <laughs> this is this is really showing just like the the grand stage that this whole world is in, yes. and it's uh. It's, <laughs> it breaks my brain. Yeah, it's 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 a very sudden zoom out, but I uh, dare I say I love it. And uh, yeah, I wrote down in my notes that Garp, I wrote down what was Garp's deal. I don't know what I'm referring to. I think I know what you're referring to. When he was talking to Sengoku? Yeah. Oh yeah, he spills some tea, but I don't, I, I think I literally just like missed a line of dialogue and didn't rewind it. <laughs> Oh. oh, I'm sure you wrote that after, like, this is partially your doing, Garp. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what Sengoku says to Garp in their Definitely meeting. missed that. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of things are partially Garp's doing. That's kind of the whole problem with Garp as a character. Yeah, I don't like Garp. <laughs> yeah. That's I'll, the thing. I'll come out and say it. Garp is Garp's like, my least favorite character in One Piece. The problem is that, like, I agree with you, even though he's, like, charming and likable. That's the problem. This like, is including Spandam. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh really? No. Yeah, Garp. Oh, we see, know, to, we know see, too still, much about Garp. I, 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 I don't know this, but I'm gonna say, will it surpass Spandam? And then right under Spandam is Pearl, because fuck <laughs> that guy. I yeah, love Pearl. Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Garp. What was Garp's deal? Should just be like uh, my question. I ask every time he does anything. Like, what the fuck, Garp? <laughs> uh, but we'll, I mean, we have a whole podcast to make to, to answer that question. This is, our podcast is now serial, but for what was Garp's deal? Yeah, I sent, I sent Joe a meme a little bit ago, and I can't wait till I can send it to Jory. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't even remember what it was, but I. Oh, it was good. I made it myself. I made it for you. Oh, let me. <laughs> you already scroll, forgot? Scroll up through my DMs. Hold on. <laughs> I do want to say. It's weird that uh, Sengoku has this weird, like, Sean Connery voice. Is that what, is that what he sounds like in the dub? <laughs> in, in the dub, it's a very, like, Xehanort doing a Sean Connery impression. <laughs> yeah, he's very, like, pull. he's like... That's, that's how I would have imagined, like, Garp as, to sound, actually. He's like, as y'all know, we're here for a very momentous occasion today. But, like, more gravelly. Like, we stand here at the edge... At the, execution doc for i don't know i can't do it yeah. but it's like a weird a very weird voice that they gave him find for the this dub. Meme. 
Really? Yeah. Did you send it to like the we are chat behind spoiler tags? No, I didn't do that. I, I, I it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. Well, okay. Uh, Garp's a bitch. Anyways, um, everyone should start commenting on Funimation about how Garp <laughs> sucks. We'll talk about Garp later. Uh, but yeah, so we kind of just get like some zoom out of like how many fucking people are here at Marineford. Like it's packed with Marines and like mm-hmm. like I don't like, ten, fifteen giants. And then all the warlords, and then all the admirals, and then Sengoku. Uh, they're, they're, you know, prepared for the worst. Oh, I found it. I, you, you pinned it, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that meme. I yeah, can't. it really doesn't matter. I didn't, I didn't mean to take up time with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's bleak. I agree with this meme that I definitely have seen and know what's going on that's in, right in front of me that I am visualizing. I am right confident now. <laughs> that you would agree if you had all the information. I I think so, too. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, scary stuff seeing Marineford filled with people. It is... It's so many. Like, it, yeah. It's wild, and I can't wait to see how it plays out. Which, of course, you never have, Andrew. Mm-mm. No. I usually skip Marineford. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uneventful arc in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ace, as he's, you know, reaching his, uh, where he is going to die, uh, he remembers telling Luffy always to live with no regrets, as, uh, as I'm sure Ace, uh, has done himself. And, uh, that's our, our, uh, middle of the episode stinger. And we come back and, uh, we see that Luffy is approaching the gates of justice. Maybe he'll make it in time. Who could say? Who could say? Lord knows if they're going to open for him or what. That was kind of a thing that we didn't talk about with uh, Luffy on the snail phone before, is that the Marines were like, yeah, we're not going to open the gates for you. You're just going to spin around and die. (laughs) But of course, I don't know. Surely uh, something will happen. It probably won't be what you expect. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, so he's reaching the gates of justice. I believe that's... The last time we see Luffy for this episode. Uh, because Sengoku yeah. has an announcement to make. Yep. Uh, Jory. They sure do drag this out. They... Why would we? I don't... Why does there drag out? You know, um, you said it was a big cliffhanger. <laughs> and I know, I know uh, the thing I hung on was definitely not the thing I'm supposed to hang on. I, that's, that's, I think that's literally everyone's reaction to this. Because before we get to the thing I'm supposed to hang on, I just kept thinking through this reveal, she held that baby in her for 20 months? Really? <laughs> really? People who have listened, really, I believe it was on the Stampede episode where I gave my galaxy brain theory of why actually Oda is a genius. <laughs> This doesn't even feel like a One Piece thing. (laughs) Twenty months, baby, inside. Willpower, (laughs) written by James Cameron. Moms are the most powerful thing in the world. (laughs) Uh, They fucking Gold Roger had a baby, and that baby was like gonna die if they knew it was uh, Rogers. So the the lady held a baby for twenty months. And that baby was Ace. <laughs> so, th- there's also, I think it is bold for the- this figure that I assume we're, is usually like the stand-in for the head of the 
of the Marines. Sengoku. And Sengoku, he comes onto a world stage where people are hearing about this all over and goes, so we were going to kill a baby. Yeah. We were out to get rid of a baby. <laughs> it's it's ba- baby Hitler argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, we checked every baby we could find, and we could not find a baby. If there's not. anything we believe in in the Marines, it's the sins of the father carry on to the son. <laughs> so we dispatched elite forces to go and kill every baby born around the time that he would have bothered a child. Like, it's... It, what 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 a what what a thing a- that the a- child Ace, of two Ace, Ace, Ace's uh, Gold Rogers uh, son, by the way, that's like a yeah yeah twenty months. Well, <laughs> what what a the 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 sons of two of the biggest enemies of the world government grew up together. Yeah, um, were both in some way raised by Garp. Yeah, we should probably talk about a single frame of this where we see Garp talking to Gold Roger in a cell. And Gold Roger is talking to Garp in a way that makes you think that they were friends at some point besides in this yeah, scene. Weird. And I know this scene is also supposed to mirror one Garp is talking to Ace in uh-huh. jail. But he's basically just like, help my kid, Garp. <laughs> yeah, Garp loves to talk to people in cells before they die. It's real <laughs> fucked up. That's the joke that I DM'd Andrew the last time they were on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, full circle. And this is the rest of the episode, is us discussing these two giant things, Ace being Gold Roger's son and 20 months. It's so funny <laughs> that literally everyone I know's reaction to this reveal is... 20 months. We'll get to the Gold Roger thing. <laughs> what the fuck? She held the baby inside for 20 months. 20 months! So that the Marines wouldn't get to it before It's a fantasy world! Baby. It's a fantasy world! Do we have enough information in this show for me to say my headcanon? I don't know if the thing that I... I don't know if the thing that it rides on has been revealed or not. I can't remember. I feel like... I don't think it's a big spoiler if it hasn't come up yet. I just don't know. I agree with that, and I want to litigate this with you live on the real feed. Yeah. Because I want to tell you you're so wrong. I'm so smart and great. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> it came up on the stampede episode i think because that was like the one place where like we could talk about spoilers correct do you do you remember when you're like three and you don't know how to spell and like adults are spelling words in front of you yes. so you don't know what they're talking <laughs> Is that about how you feel <laughs> i was about to say i'm A sorry jerry how are how are you doing uh still trying to still trying to process the 20 months <laughs> i'm working on it all right i Jory, if I'm, I feel like if I ask you a leading question, you're going to immediately know what I'm getting at. Do you know what happens <laughs> when a Devil Fruit user dies? No, I don't. Okay, it's not, I don't feel like it's a spoiler to say this, but when a Devil Fruit user dies, that Devil Fruit grows again on a random plant near where that, I think it's near where that person died, somewhere in the world again. Okay. Now, what Devil Fruit might allow a person to gestate twice as long as they should. Maybe a stomach that gets twice as big as it should. Oh, no. (laughs) My galaxy brain take is that she had the gum gum fruit. That's the only Mm. thing I can imagine beyond just fantasy world, fantasy rules, willpower, who gives a shit. I think if she had the the gum gum fruit, and then it says she dies from childbirth because she overexerts herself, then that fruit goes back into the world. Ace is two years older than Luffy. I think I'm right. 
Hmm. I think. I also think Oda doesn't know what he's talking about. I think in that terms Oda of... doesn't know how women's bodies work. Of course not. Have you seen the man? And as draw? evidence, I would like to show you the manga <laughs> One Piece. <laughs> of course, he doesn't know how women work. He doesn't know how anything works. It's fiction. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I've seen. I've seen. I've seen how he draws women. That seems pretty accurate, right? There's women who are shaped like that in the real world, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I, we're talking about a magical fruit that makes Luffy's foot be the size of a boat. Yeah, but not. <laughs> I think if it allows a woman to gestate ten extra months, it's not that much of a stretch. Pun intended. I. <laughs> I don't think that that's the fact that she would still be large with child is not the only reason that a woman can't carry a baby for I, 20 months. I understand that. <laughs> like It's not like it would be possible, except she would pop. Like, it's not like <laughs> I understand that there's a lot of it, it's it. it. Of course, the whole thing's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is bullshit. I do remember being on the forum when this when this chapter came out. Uh, because we were not always finding <laughs> chapters in the most clandestine methods. Uh-huh. Mm. And we were like, well, there's no way this one's real. <laughs> oh, so uh, that seems like that'd be something that'd be a nightmare. to be like, this, this, this has got to be like a bad translation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then it like popped up in two other sources. And we were like, maybe 20? they're getting the same wrong translation that they're translating from. 20? <laughs> and we were just like, because there's no, it's, it's, it's a weird thing where like, this is this is a weird metaphor, but I noticed it again with CP9 when I was watching it, uh, when I'm on the rewatch right now. But where Oda does a thing where he, like, sets up a twist at the same time that he is delivering the twist. Yes. <laughs> Take the impact away, right? Because Oda's like, now, Roger died, and we did search for all of the babies that would have been related to Roger, but she hid him from us by being pregnant for 20 months. Yeah. And it's like, you could have just not said any of that, and <laughs> nothing would have changed. <laughs> it's the same thing. That's it's the, the same thing. thing Why with would CP9. he bring it up? Well, CP9 is weird, too, because they're like, Cypherpole is the secret police organization of which there are only eight versions. But... We're the secret ninth <laughs> one. Secret. And it's like, it's not the secret, secret. It's police. not really, it's not really a twist that there's a secret ninth one. If we didn't know the other eight did, existed before today. I think it like what you're saying is very funny and right. But I, I like also on paper, it's like, yeah, you probably haven't heard about there's like these eight government organizations, but Robin's being targeted by one even worse than that. That, that just feels a lot like, yeah, all the people in uh, Baroque works are numbered by how strong they are, but there's also a number zero. Like, one isn't as high <laughs> as it goes. Uh, and it's, anime loves that shit. Manga loves that shit. Yeah. <laughs> we got Baroque works agent negative, too. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. It's so weird that they set up this twist and then yeah. deliver it at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, is that really what you're going with? Yeah. I <laughs> Aces- think it is. Ace is Gold Roger's son, and also I don't know how childbirth works. <laughs> it's the pure willpower. Don't they say that she has a D in her name? That means she can do anything. Portka's D Rogue. Oh, yeah, she does. Portus, Port, Portka's yep. D Rogue. Um, and that's why Ace takes that name and not uh, Gold. Gold, gold, gold Ace. Gold D Ace. Mm hmm. Yep. Well, that's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I. Can I pretend that she's the bat from Sonic? Yes, of course. <laughs>
there's probably art of her that makes it look like she's been gestating for 20 months. <laughs> no, oh, that absolutely oh. is. Have you ever been to a website called DeviantArt? Uh-huh. Oh, why? Uh, and we've been canceled. All of our patrons have unsubscribed. <laughs> we actually yeah, I'm on the page right now. Yeah, we we actually have a new goal uh, where we stop making episodes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I really feel like we could go around in circles for this for fucking ever. Like, what does it mean Uh. that Ace is Roger's son? What does it mean that Ace said dad's plural when talking about Luffy and it went over Jory's head? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And the only reason I say that it went over her head is that the next episode we recorded, you talked about Ace being Dragon's son, and I was like, "Oh, you must have not thought about the dad's thing very hard." <laughs> That's fine. I just, I wasn't gonna say anything because I knew this was right on the horizon. But yeah, yeah, they both have scary dads, and <laughs> grew grew up together. I don't know how scary Gold Roger is supposed to be if he's just like Luffy. It's true. Uh, <laughs> That's- yeah. That, that's counterpoint. That's the scariest way to describe anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Try and reconcile what you know about Gold Roger with just like Luffy. You can't do it. See, all I know is that he has a big old treasure and that. In a, <laughs> a mustache. And that he. One fewer and mustache, head. And he, and he got. <laughs> and he also uh, got captured on purpose. That's true. That's mm-hmm. that's the that's the thing I'm still trying to figure yeah. out. Like, and well, now we know that he had a son and uh, asked Garp to keep him safe. And uh, <laughs> twenty months. I'm curious what the timeline on that is. I mean, fuck shit, same. Like, uh. yeah, I don't, I don't know, and I don't want to start talking before I like start. I don't know. If, I don't think I'd accidentally reveal something, but I don't want to like risk it. No, like the thing, like. I do feel like putting, like, whenever they say something like, oh, yeah, Ace is, is Roger's son, suddenly you're like, oh, that wasn't that long ago then. Mm-hmm. Because Ace is, what, like, 19? 18? Well, it depends on if you count the two and a half years he spent in the womb. That's a good question. I would, I would assume from actual birth. I, don't, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to add 11 months to, to his age. She's like, this is my newborn, and it's a fully formed toddler. All that being said, that's that's the podcast. We're done. We've teed up all the dominoes, and uh, we'll be in September and October is Marineford. Patrons have seen our schedule of what's to come, but bar like keeping our our two uh two a month schedule, we'll be going through Marineford these next two months. And uh, Jory, how how do you feel? Where are you at right now? Everything is gonna be okay. I admire your positivity. <laughs> I have to pretend like it is, you know. I mean, uh, I'm I'm currently in in uh my 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 state has like five hundred thousand more people than it usually does, and all those people don't care about what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. So I have to hope that in this magical world of pirates, <laughs> everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> well, on that note, Andrew. Thank you for returning and talking to us about uh, both uh, manga panels and uh, gestation periods. Anytime. I'm an expert on both. <laughs> when when we get to uh, the time skip, are we going to have like a round table of a bunch of One Piece people and then they just like guide me through processing everything? Because I'm scared that's what it's going to have to be like. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a cover story. It's literally, like, for a long time, the cover story in the manga is just like, here's what everyone looks like after the time skip. 
and it's just like, y'all want to see Vivi? Y'all want to see the folks from Alabasta? Y'all want to see Connus from Skypia? Like, here's how everyone's doing. <laughs> y'all want to check in with Kuro and Don Krieg? Here's them post-time skip. <laughs> yep, those are people I'm worried about. Uh-huh. You're, de- you're describing the plot of Stampede. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, is Don Krieg at Stampede? <laughs> I wish. I wish so hard. <laughs> I have such a soft spot for all of the East Blue villains. I think part of it, part of it I, comes from. I do except for Don Creek's crew. I hate those motherfuckers. They're boring. I played a lot of uh, One Piece Grand Adventure on the GameCube, and those games were dope. Well, I, I'm gonna force y'all to play it with me at Extra Life. I have just a fondness for anyone that was a playable character in that game. So it's like, yeah, Don Creek. I used to main him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you played any of the Warriors games, Andrew? I I don't like that. Uh, I don't like Warriors games. Oh, like I, I just that that mm. style of gameplay doesn't appeal to me at all. Um, uh, it's I've a shame that about, you're wrong about that. Yeah. yeah, I've thought about checking out some of the other ones, but I haven't yet. Uh, I haven't played very much of World Seeker, but I have it. It seems neat. I haven't played World Seeker, but I just love. I I don't know if I've told Andrew this little tidbit. How when you play Zoro, the mini map is blurred out. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's very, very funny. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I they should do that in the Warriors games. I'm glad they don't because Zoro's a good character. But they do make it so Sanji can't attack any female characters. They should also blur half of the minimap for Sanji because he can That's only true. see out of one eye. Yeah. Um, Sanji in those games, uh, if it'll give you a warning if there's like a girl you have to fight in yeah. in the level because he can't he he like doesn't do very good much damage to them like it, yeah. they have like super armor and like they don't get knocked back or anything yeah he does attacks. like zero he does like one damage and then like recoils it's very funny uh but yeah like there aren't i mean there aren't a ton of levels with female characters at least so weird in one um, piece yeah i mean alabasta has tashigi and um hmm Andrew, I've already said thank you, but thank you again for, for joining us with your uh, expert knowledge on gestation. Um, where could people find you and your other projects on uh, the old internet box? Yeah, uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter a lot. Uh, it's a shame. Uh, I'm on, uh, I'm at co-host Sherms um, on Twitter. Uh, you can also find some of my other projects. I stream a lot. Um, I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Sherman. And I also have a couple other podcasts. Uh, you can find me on the Argonauts podcast, a deep dive podcast into uh, ARGs and weird internet ephemera and how they interact with the audience and kind of the stories behind all those. Um, that one's here on the Orange Groves Network. Uh, and I have another show that is called The Podcast Minds that I do with uh, Riley Hopkins, friend of the, the show, um, where we, uh, instead of starting a podcast like we keep threatening to do, uh, we've decided that we're just going to talk about shows that we could start uh, and pitch each other different ideas for podcasts. Uh, yeah, uh, by the time that this episode comes out, we'll already have done our Hive Swap stream. So if you were there, thank you. Oh, it was so rough. I'm glad the audience was there to carry us through the day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, the VOD for that will be up on YouTube eventually. You can follow the Orange Groves uh, Twitter for that. Orange Groves Net is where we, we tweet out updates on that. I, I also, I plan to, to start streaming a bunch of King's Quest games. I haven't lined out the details yet. That'll also be at twitch.tv slash the Orange Groves. Uh, so check that out, potentially. Uh, Jory? Yeah? Where could people find you on the internet? 
Uh, you can find me online at uh, Twitter, Noam Jory. That's my that's my tweet zone. Got another podcast here about wrestling. You released uh, an episode kind of recently. And I'm going to start scheduling to record more King of the Hill here soon. Because uh, I should probably do that. Um, you can find both of those here on the network. I don't think there's any other conflicting... Po- if there's another podcast on the network about wrestling or King of the Hill, or both at the same time, this is the first I would have heard about it, and I'd be uh, very confused. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Especially Honestly, you would be confused. Yeah. I guess I'll plug myself. You can find me on social media at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. I'm not on Twitter very much, uh, but I do post every now and then when uh, my, my shows update, or well, I guess I don't for this show or got it memorized much, but uh, maybe I'll start now that they're the only two I have. Uh, Nervous Rex just wrapped up. Jory joined us for our Shin Godzilla episode. It was very fun. Uh, if you've never checked out Nervous Rex, I recommend it. We're done for now. Uh, but uh, Jory was on it a couple times talking about Gunbuster and Shin Godzilla. Andrew was on it talking about uh, Ava 2.0, mm-hmm. the, uh, the second rebuild movie. Fucking rules. But yeah, if you, uh, you know, haven't checked out that podcast and like Evangelion or want to get into it, I recommend it. And uh, my other show that I'm still doing is Got It Memorized, um, where we're talking about Final Fantasy X right now. Uh, until we can bring ourselves to uh, to talk about Kingdom Hearts again. Uh, but those are both uh, on the same network as this one and the, the, the other shows that have been mentioned uh, in the other plugs, the Orange Groves Podcast Network. Find out the other shows in the network. Check something out at... Uh, theorangescripts.com. You can also join the Discord server. The link is at the bottom of the page. You can also support this show on Patreon patreon.com slash wearewatchingop to get uh, these episodes early and uh, our bonus episodes that we do each month. I don't know exactly what we're doing for August yet, but something will be up there and uh, it it maintains us on this schedule of doing uh, a couple episodes a month rather than just the one and uh, we really appreciate it and thank you to our patrons for july adam andrew ashok becca captain mulkey chad clueless wanderer damian deus equus eric v jay harkins not you mouse jackson uh jamie z cat other cat kyle lucas mallory marcus martin morgan peter riley stella steven steven two stevens tyler and vodaki Hope I'm saying all those right. If not, uh, get at me on Twitter. But thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. And uh, hope y'all enjoy our uh, bonus for this month. We're planning on doing some uh, old One Piece video games. So it'll be a video. Uh, we did a test for it. Everything broke. So we're going to try it again. Uh, but that should be up uh, by the end of the month. And uh, thank you again. Uh, what else? You can also follow us on Twitter at we are watching OP. I've been retweeting a lot of Robin lately. That's cool. Um, Yeah, I've been seeing that. I I like seeing pictures of Robin. She's nice. Yeah. I like her. I think that's... Is that it to plug? Is that already done? Well, I want to know what Jory thinks is going to happen to Marineford. They're probably going to say the same thing that they've said for the past, like, several months, which is, yeah, Luffy's (laughs) going to save Ace. (laughs) Uh, oh, but man. yes, as always, Jory, it is your it is your time to shine. Uh, I have your I predictions. Haven't, I haven't been wrong yet. Nope, never once. <laughs> I can't even remember what started this. I think I pre- I think I predicted that Water Seven was going to be like a water park theme park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
again, like I mean, all podcasts should have guessing mini games, but I um I I did at one point ask you to guess what happened next, and I've just not stopped. <laughs> I, I I need to expound upon I think Luffy saving Ace. So Luffy's gonna arrive at the execution, and it's gonna be a big big old hubbub that someone's th- that Luffy's there to save Ace, and it's gonna cause huge chaos, and Ace is gonna be like stuck up there in uh, water prism chains. And uh, suddenly, Garp is gonna is gonna save save Ace, and Garp and Ace are going to join the crew, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whitebeard's gonna be there, and Whitebeard is gonna be like, "I understand, son, my son Ace, that you want to join your brother and weird grandpa <laughs> in, <laughs> in the adventure, and that's that's okay. The story's about Luffy, not me." Uh-huh. What do you think? Whitebeard's power is uh, being a unit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I I Cause... think I got I think I gotta leave it with that. I, I don't want to press anymore. Because all I've seen about uh, Whitebeard is that he's big. He's got hot nurses that attend to him. <laughs> and he's like hooked up to life support. So he's just too big that he can't live anymore. <laughs> Is too, is too much of a unit. He's becoming that bear with the giant with the tiny head and the giant shoulders. Yeah. In one piece, you just get bigger and bigger as you get stronger and stronger. But he got too strong and is now too uh-huh. big. Yeah. Please stop praying for my grandpa. He's getting too powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I think that's where we leave it then with those uh, thrilling and 100% accurate predictions. And uh, we'll be back next month uh, with the beginning of Marineford, and. Until then, tell me. <laughs> to be continued. Hey DJ, give me a Home Depot style beat. Hey Riley. Yeah, Andrew. What do you say we build ourselves a podcast? That's a great idea, but what should it be about? So I'm thinking podcast where i call my grandma jane and explain to her the plot of an anime podcast titled don't listen to my dad the lin-manuel miranda epic rap battles of mystery podcast what if we call it the podcast minds there but for the grace of pod go we and it comes out every friday (laughs) riley i want you to know that we're trying to make podcasts and not weapons here (laughs) what's the difference (laughs) 